Welcome to Book Spoilers. I'm Susie. And I'm Emily. Here we're going to talk all things book related with no regrets when spilling all the secrets and surprises of our most recent reads. Now some of these will be our favourite books whilst others were just misses in our opinion. So follow along on this journey to find out what to read, what to avoid and what to get excited for. Today we'll be discussing Wicked King by Holly Black. Yes and this is the sequel to The Cool Prince. It's a trilogy, so if you haven't read that or listened to that episode, do that first. Um, but basically, before I start with the plot summary, it's probably going to be a little bit chaotic. There's a lot to the plot, a lot of politics, so just bear with me. So this book takes place five months after the events of Cruel Prince, and so Cardin remains the High King of Elfheim and under the power and command of Jude for a year and one day, and not one minute more or something like that like that's that's um, their like contract that's their contract so yeah like Cardin has to do whatever Jude says for that long um and no one knows obviously that Jude is commanding Cardin at all but formal position is like I don't know how to pronounce this word sen senishal sensual sensual or something like that so like the king's right hand woman or whatever so that's her formal position and oak has been sent to the mortal world to live with vivi because he needs to live a normal childhood before he goes on the throne and then jude and taryn are still not speaking but if you remember taryn's with loke and they're actually getting married three weeks at the start of the book and then Cardin's brother balkan the one we don't like he's in prison in in the tower of forgetting which is what it's called so basically jude is still like a part of the court of shadows she's still a spy with like the roach, the bomb. And the ghost. And the ghost. And so she's like sort of getting information from the prison in regards to Balakin and stuff like that. And she finds out that Balakin's actually exchanging information with the Queen of the Undersea, which is Nicasia's mum. Now, if I pronounce any of these names wrong, I apologize. They're all really weird random. and wonderful. Weird and wonderful. So Nicasia's mum is. Orla. I'm just going to call her Orla. Or Orla. Don't know. And um, so she's basically planning on using the information that Balakin is giving her to ruin Cardin and like get him off the throne basically. Because she wants her Nakasa to marry Cardin and rule as queen one day. If not, she's like wanting to sink fairy. Of both like the earth and sea. Yeah, she wants to like merge and have combined kingdom, combined kingdom or whatever. She basically just wants power, which everyone in this book does. Um, and later on, so Jude and the Roach go to the mortal world to get Oak and Vivi for the wedding. And Vivi also brings her girlfriend Heather. Now Heather is like just a human, normal human. Literally at the last minute, she tells Heather, "Oh, by the way, like I'm a fairy. Like we're going to fairyland or whatever." Mm. And but like weirdly, Heather's like, "Okay." Like, she just sort of accepts it, and so, um, but then Jude has to sort of go over the rules of fairy with Heather just to make sure she doesn't get glamoured and tricked and stuff like that, because obviously she doesn't know anything about the world. Um, and so the day of the wedding, Maddox finds out that Jude has a contract with Cardin, and so he's like, we'll work together to defeat Orla, but after that we'll be like enemies, so after that I don't want anything to do with you sort of thing. And then we find out that Orla has released Balakin from jail and actually wants him to marry Nakasa instead of Cardin because she's basically hoping that they'll get Cardin off the throne and Balakin will get on the throne and then Nakasa will marry Balakin and then she'll also be on the throne. Yeah. So she's like, I don't want to rely on Cardin anymore, he's dumb. 
So we'll go with Balakin. So then we find out that the ghost actually betrays Jude and the Court of Shadows by joining Orla's party. So um, that was a bit of a shock. She's definitely not happy about that. And Jude was knocked out and held captive in the undersea. So Orla took her to the undersea in like a little cell and they all have dinner. And basically Jude finds out that they're forging a new crown. So the old crown was like a blood crown. So only a member of the royal family could place it on the person's head for them to become king or whatever. So they're making a new crown that doesn't require that so anyone could place it on Balakin's head. And they glamour Jude so she doesn't remember any of this or share any of this information. But obviously because she's part of the Court of Shadows, she can't be glamoured. So she remembers everything and Balakin also orders her to kill Cardin. But... Obviously, she's not going to do that because she can't be glamoured. Um, and then Cardin pays the ransom for Jude's release and in exchange that Balakin is free and that he also gave the undersea permission to attack one of the lower courts without any retaliation from Cardin. So I think they just chose like a random court. They just took over for mm. the undersea and yeah. Um, but later on, there's like this masquerade ball and obviously Cardin arrives fashionably late, but everyone thinks he's drunk, but he's actually been poisoned. And so Balakin has set it up to look like Jude poisoned him, but obviously that wasn't the case. But he says that he'll give her the antidote for Cardin in exchange for the crown. So pretty much Jude goes up to Balakin, gets the antidote for Cardin, but also in the process kills Balakin, so she doesn't have to hand over the crown, which is a major win for us because Balakin was annoying. And yeah. so I was happy when he died. <laughs> and then later that night, Cardin asks to be freed from Jude's little contract. He's like, I don't want to be under your like spell anymore. Like I just want to be of my own free, free will. I want us to just trust each other. And then, oh my God, he asks Jude to marry him because he's like, that way you can make all of the royal orders and commands without having to go through me. Like Mm. as queen, you can just do whatever you want. Um, And then like, we don't have to stay married forever, but just until like Oak is on the throne. And so Jude agrees and then they get married like right there, like in his bedroom or whatever. And then Orla comes back, of course, she's mad that Balakin's dead And she demands that Jude pays for her crimes because she basically knows that Jude did it. Um, So Cardin then has to exile Jude to the mortal world so that Orla is satisfied. And he says that the only thing that can pardon her is the crown. Like that's the only thing that can allow her to come back. And the book basically ends with her being exiled to the mortal world and living with Vivi and being really sad. And because she doesn't have control over Cardin anymore, she can't mm. make him forbid, yeah, you know. She, yeah, she can't be like, oh, I forbid you to, to exile me sort of thing. Or exactly. Like, so um, she, so she gets feels, exiled. Yeah, so she definitely feels very powerless. And also because she's a human in the Fae world. When she um, says, you know, I am queen, yeah, you can't yeah. banish me. They don't believe her because humans can tell lies. Yeah, and so they're like, don't be stupid. You're not the queen. Like, go back to the mortal world. So definitely Jude hates Cardin. And then Cardin's like, oh, like he didn't want to do that, but he had to. So Yeah. yeah. But moving on to tropes. So there's definitely enemies to lovers. Mm -hmm. So that obviously carries along with Jude and Cardin. 
from the previous book. And the other trope that we found was frenemies. So Nicasia. Nicasia. I don't really know how to say her name. Um, And Cardin were friends, especially in the first book. But now that there's tension between them, you know, it's kind Mm. of like a frenemies situation. And they try to rely on each other like, hey, but I'm your friend. But really they're now like nemesis. Yeah. So it's all very political. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, favorite moments. Oh, where do I even begin? <laughs> I loved when Cardin like bails Jude out of, you know, the undersea yeah, mm. and he's all pissy with her. Like mm. he's not like, Oh, thank God you're back. He's like, Why, why did, did you, you get, get your yeah, yeah, why did you get caught? So I loved how salty he is with that. Yeah. yeah I was like, Why would you it's not like she could have helped being knocked out. Like yeah. obviously she didn't see that coming. So I think he was just angry that he had to – oh, I think he, the main thing he was angry about was, like, I had to make political decisions without you. Yeah. Like, you were gone for a while. I had to actually do my job. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, another favourite moment of mine was definitely when Jude kills Balakin. I'm sorry, but, like, I hated him so much, and so I was very happy when he died. Just took another annoying piece off the chessboard and – made it easier for Jude and everyone else so yeah I also loved the ending when she says when Jude says I am the queen of fairy like Mm. you know and she's saying you can't do this and then everybody's like laughing at her and like that's ridiculous you would never be the queen of fairy and Cardin's like smirking and and all this kind of stuff and it's just such a powerful moment because she feels so angry and frustrated and you feel that with her and then she just kind of blurts out but I am the queen of fairy and it's kind of the first time she's using her position but it holds no power yeah I think it's like the first time we see her without power over Cardin yeah like because you know she kind of looks to Cardin you know in a way that's like oh tell them Cardin like tell them that I'm the queen that we got married but Cardin's just shrugs her off yeah he doesn't deny her because he can't he can't he just shrugs but he can't also yeah he doesn't want to admit that to his people because they think that's ridiculous so it's, it's definitely a very interesting dynamic. My final favourite moment is obviously when they get married. Like, it was just so cute and so simple. Even though it was, like, proposed as, like, a marriage of, like, convenience, mm-hmm. like, in power and politics and whatever, you know, based off the moments they had earlier in the book and stuff like that, you could tell that, you know, they're both... Underneath, there's underneath, definitely... Underneath, they definitely have feelings for each other and it's, like really cute and I think they're both kind of like oh okay like this is kind of exciting you know yeah Yeah. so I think it's just so sweet yeah I rated this book a five out of five it was so good to read the world building again Mm -hmm. amazing it's complex the politics are really interesting and it's definitely a page turner yeah so many little twists and turns and like intricacies with the plot so you'll always be interested definitely yeah um, I said for ages 13 plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 13, 14 plus. There's only like one spicy scene, but that's about it. Like yeah. it's just fantasy other than that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really good though. Yes, definitely. It's 100% recommend Definitely it. would recommend. Yeah, 100%. Well, that's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to check out our Instagram at Book Spoilers Podcast and leave any questions or discussions you have in the comment section underneath the post for this episode. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.